My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And we are the Extra Sisters. Oh my god, that felt so weird! <laughs> Wait, do I do the sit back, relax, and let's get creepy? I don't know. I, don't remember. Yeah, I, think, do. I think I do. Okay. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. So this is the first time we're recording together in a year, over yeah, a year. Over a year. It was last March, the last time we recorded together our office shut down we sat down and recorded a quiet place and then that was that see each other for a fucking year basically. yeah so that's why we had no idea how to do the intro because it's a pre-recorded <laughs> intro because we could never get it to line up remotely obviously so we just said fuck it let's use a pre-recorded one so we were like how the fuck do we do this <laughs> <laughs> so this is the first time we've recorded together in over a year we've both been fully vaccinated at this point we both still wear masks everywhere we go and Connor has also been fully vaccinated, so we're at Kristen's house, and we felt safe enough to go ahead and go to a movie today. To a movie! Oh my god. We went to a theater, and we are going to do a hype episode for you today called The Unholy, a new film that actually Sam Raimi had something to do with. He just was a producer, I believe. Yes. Didn't really have, you know, his hands were in it, but as far as, you know, he wasn't like... I don't know if he executive produced it or if he just was a producer. Yeah, I don't remember which one, but... Eh. It didn't feel like it had a ton of Sam Raimi flair yes, to it. definitely. This film was about basically a deaf, mute girl getting blessed by what she was telling everyone was the Virgin Mary and then performing healing miracles. And we've seen this before. This isn't exclusive to this film, of course. Right. And so she starts healing people like this little boy has muscular dystrophy, gets out of his wheelchair, starts walking. And she obviously was a deaf mute who can now speak perfectly. And that is obviously divine because deaf people, even if they have, you know, get cochlear implants and things after a while, they have to learn how to speak. Exactly. And it is so weird. Like she's singing in church and she's saying so many different words that she has no idea how to say them. Right. So it's got to be divine, you know, Uh, well, or something (laughs) or something. And so her uncle is her guardian because her parents passed away. That's not really something they ever get into. It's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Our parents are dead, whatever. (laughs) And he is the father of a Catholic. Are they preachers? Pastors? Priests? Priests. I never remember. Priests. Priests. That's right. That was kind of cool as a, you know, past Catholic person. That was kind of interesting. They actually did masses and I was like, I felt like I was in church. Like I wanted to say what you're supposed to say in church. Like, you know, you know, Lord be with you and Christ be with you and all of that stuff. And I was literally saying it in the fucking movie. And it was also outside of Boston is where this little town is. So I got to hear some accents. They weren't great. They were kind of bad. Mother. <laughs> they're, they're pretty bad. They're pretty bad. But it was still nice to see Boston, which I love so much. The Virgin Mother. The Virgin Mother. The Virgin Mother. mother. Sounded more New York to me, but I don't know yes. the difference. Yes. Or like a little, I don't know, Maine. Like it sounded off. Yeah. It was not Boston. He right. tried. It was 
Doctor Who from Saw? Doctor Lawrence Gordon. Doctor Gordon from Saw is the only one that really has an accent. The only other thing that happens is that like a guy on the farm with a cow says wicked, which is awesome. That's a that's Boston speak and I'll say that sometimes. I think you guys have heard me. And but Dr. Gordon is the only one that had anything and it was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. So there's also a journalist. He's the main character other mm-hmm. than Alice, who is the one performing these miracles. And he basically starts off this whole thing because he's in town digging up for these like weird stories. He kind of works for this like hack of a news thing. Yes. But we also know him as in Supernatural. He is Sam and Dean's dad. So I'm already watching the movie going, you know, you know how to react to some of the supernatural stuff. What are you doing? You're acting like you don't know anything. Go get your stuff. Unless I'm mistaken, we haven't done this movie as a review, but I think he's also the father to the little girl in the possession. I think you are correct. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. He's also in The Walking Dead. He's Negan. And uh, he's an asshole in this too. So yeah. And he has character development. Yes, we get to like him eventually, but right. it's still like Negan's a jerk. <laughs> right. So his whole thing is that he was a top tier journalist, but then he was caught fabricating a bunch of stories to work his way to the top and keep his fame. So now he's just like this hack of a journalist. He's still fabricating stories, but yes. now they're like fake supernatural type stories. Yes. Like right in the beginning when we meet him, he's getting called out for a quote unquote mutilated cow mutilated cow that like for aliens he's being called out for like a mutilated cow right it's fucking weird so that's the kind of rag this is and when we look at the cow it's just fucking spray painted metallica symbol on this cow's butt who thought that was mutilation right it's just like a little town nothing ever happens <laughs> yes. in and when he gets there he sees this tree and he finds this doll i can't it sounds like the word corn. Yes. But it's not. Yes. I thought that too. I was like, so they're corn husk dolls, right? They're not. <laughs> I know though. they're not. They're like cur like dolls a, or something. Yeah, because it's like a porcelain head that they right. have and then like some hair and stuff. Somebody's gonna know exactly what we're talking about and being like, Oh my god. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. And he sees it and it's really weird because when you find those, they're supposed to be for good luck. But this one's definitely different. And in the beginning, you saw, of course, like the back in eighteen forty five or whatever, yes. they were burning this witch and then you cut to present day so you got you knew what was going to happen basically yes exactly but not just burning her it was kind of cool because we did an episode on black sunday this year and we talked about how unique and different and cool it was that they hammered this mask on her face and they actually did that in this one too right and you know you find out a little bit later i'm jumping ahead that they actually put the virgin mary's face on top of her on top of her face and slammed it into her with fucking nails jesus fucking christ no pun intended (laughs) and then they hung her and burned her and they tried to confine her soul to this little cur doll or whatever it's called they chained up the doll and they wrote an impossible date on it and that's so that the soul can never get out it was like february 31st 1845 which i thought was a cool little touch or something to write an impossible date on there so she can't get out that's kind of cool i felt kind of stupid because i was like did they not have like, did the calendar change from them and then until now? Because time is a concept. So, like, you know. I The same thing. Well, like, we didn't have daylight savings time for the longest Exactly. Time, so I, don't, I thought the same thing. Yeah, but it is it is supposed to be, like, a date that doesn't actually exist. So, we he, he stomps on this doll to take a picture of it with this farmer that called him out for the mutilated cow, cow to once again fabricate a story. Right. So... 
we have this doll and what as like horror moviegoers you know as soon as that fucking doll's face gets smashed in we have let the spirit go right exactly and it finds alice this deaf mute girl and it's perfect because she's deaf and mute so if we make her talk it's instantly gonna make everyone flock to her and you can start pulling shenanigans satanic shenanigans (laughs) on this whole town and like you know when we talk about satan or christians talk about satan or the bible talks about satan he's all about deceit Mm -hmm. you know and so obviously if you can make everyone think you're the Virgin Mary in this case, or God, and it's actually Satan, fucking sweet. Right. And that almost brings me to another topic, and this is going to be about religion, so we might get off on this. I'm so sorry, you guys. But they eventually, she does more miracles, and it gets out, and people want to start flocking there. And her priest uncle makes a comment about how basically with every miracle then also comes the evil like a a quote from martin luther of you know every church we build you know satan builds a chapel next door and he shows they also show a bunch of places where people flock to where these miracles have happened and they talk about these there's three kids that had a miracle happen and then there's this other woman that had a miracle happen and then you find out throughout the movie i mean you know from the beginning because it's a horror movie but you find out that this is an evil thing so it almost makes you think are those other things evil as well right is anything actually a you know jesus god miracle or if it was, did it just immediately get tainted? Right. Does it always get tainted? Right. Which also then it's like, okay, so is the devil inherently stronger? Is God just letting this all happen? Right. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Especially, I mean, we're jumping to the end. So if anybody is interested in this film, I mean, if you want, I guess you can't go to the movies anymore because it's only today, which is good friday which was great for right a sacrilege of a movie to come out that day thank you sam Raimi. that was good but i don't know i probably wouldn't rate it very much so if you really want to know it's probably not that great but to jump ahead to the end she our main girl alice ends up basically sacrificing herself to save our main guy and when she does that she dies and he prays over her basically to bring her back and god does bring her back and i even said to you i was like okay he couldn't bring her fucking you know hearing and talking back he couldn't fix that it's kind of like a you know yeah i could but i'm not going to you know like well the devil could do that right i i could but i'm not going to which is bullshit and it's so upsetting because she literally talks about in the film how the worst part about being a deaf mute was not listening to music and not getting to sing in the choir. And then he brings her back and she still doesn't have those things. It's like, yeah. it's almost like why live? Like, I'm not saying that. I know that there's lots of things that she can get from life, but it's like these, these things that she had given to her. And then they just got yanked again. After she sacrificed herself for yes. someone. Yeah. Cause like, it's not, it's, it's again, like obviously you can have a full life as somebody that can't hear right. or can't talk. It's just like she experienced it. And then, it got taken away from her for what exactly it's almost i don't know like being blind and then being able to see and then having it taken again it's like like, that's so terrible by god yes yeah no i know what you mean i I don't think i'm not gonna say that i i would kill myself i don't think i would but it would sure take the zest for life out of a lot of stuff i think i would just be angry at god at that point 
You know what I mean? Like, I thanks for bringing me back, but like I literally sacrificed myself to a demon for someone else. You could at least give me what I already had back. Exactly. Like, she gets her life back and that's it. Come on, man. Right. And she ain't even going to be a saint either. Yeah, right? Also that, (laughs) because now we've gone through this whole thing where they're trying to turn her into a saint. We bring in the Catholic Church. They're trying to see if it actually is a miracle or not. And they're, you know, they have done this. They they have news coverage everywhere. People are watching her. And now she has also ruined her reputation by flat out saying that this was a hoax. Even though it wasn't, like it was demonic. So it was really happening. It just wasn't, you know jesus's mom that was doing this right and she had to tell everyone it was a hoax like the whole thing was this is so the demon's name in life she's not really a demon but she she was like a witch yeah that like professed herself to satan so she was like an evil spirit that was doing satan's bidding basically and she alice and was a descendant of mary and her name was mary And so when she said, my name is Mary, she wasn't lying. She just wasn't the Virgin Mary. Exactly. And so everyone was professing their faith and love to Mary. They just weren't doing it to the Mary they thought they were doing it to. Which I also thought would count for something. Like if they're praying to one Mary, it's not you. Does that count? Like, you know, I guess apparently it does. But so she, you know had to lie because this whole thing was if they if she mocks the trinity by having these people profess their you know faith and Mm -hmm. love and souls to her three times over she gets their souls and gets to condemn them all to hell and she got to the second one at this major church service she was having in her town where people it was even being televised there's like thousands of people she was about to basically drag to hell and she got around to almost starting the third one and kind of skipping to the end here. But the big stuff in the middle is just kind of like me, whatever. Yeah. But she got to her friends. Basically there's this doctor in town that she really trusts. And then our journalist who she also really trusts the journalist started saying, Hey, I made this up. It's a fake. And everyone kind of started believing him because he's fabricated stories before. And then the doctor was using ASL to talk to her from across the way being like, trust me, Mary is not who you think she is. Mm -hmm. And then the voice in her head kept getting more aggressive and more aggressive. And she kind of started realizing the Virgin Mary wouldn't do this, you know? So then she kind of said, Oh, yep, we made it all up so that the people wouldn't believe it and their souls would be spared. So then she also ruins her reputation. So does our main guy because he even says, He's like, Nope, I made up this story about the news article that I've been writing is all made up. So they both ruin their reputations and she still doesn't even get to talk after that. That's bullshit. Yeah. <sighs> you know, and there was like, there, you know, at night we had read or you had read a review and talked to me about it, like that this movie was boring and. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I wasn't bored, but like there wasn't a ton of like the buildup was like just kind of setting this like small town up for like, you know, this whole sinister demon thing. Yes. Yes. And she wasn't even that scary. Like, actually, she wasn't scary at all. They had a lot of really bad jump scares. Yes. There was one that got me, but it was mostly because it was so loud. Like, we're just looking at water, and I know it's coming. You fucking know it's coming. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's boom. It's like, 
Why? Why do we got to do that? It jolts you, but it wasn't because it was necessary or really even that good. Yes. You know, and there was like a scene in a confessional that was like, okay, as far as like the talking, but then the demon comes out of the confessional to taunt the priest and then it hangs him and kills him. And it's like, all right. Yeah. And I feel like they showed her way too much. Like some of the scenes where you see, like she does like the weird crawling stuff, which usually creeps me out, but you're seeing it in the bright light of day. You're seeing it for a good you know, minute, a full on minute of watching her do this movement that it takes the scare away. And the CGI was and eh, like it was very like you said, it was that was kind of Sam Raimi, like it was campy, but it it wasn't scary. Yeah. And it was kind of interesting because like I really liked the religious aspect. Like they were doing these healings and people were flocking and that part of the setup was actually interesting to me. I wasn't bored. I was kind of interested to see, you know, how they were going to do that because and bring the actual because that has happened, mm-hmm. you know, that was kind of scary, though. Like even like you said, capitalism and, you know, they're they're selling it literally says uh, mute girls tears. Miracle girl. Miracle I think. girls tears is what it says. And there's like 20 of these bottles. It's just fucking water and a little bottle. Like that's ridiculous. But they're selling it and they're gun. People are going to buy it. Yup. Yeah. They'll sell anything with her. Yes. Sweatshirts, t-shirts, like all sorts of stuff. There's a little kiosk sitting outside with all of this stuff to buy. You know, capitalism is perfect, right? It's not blessed. Yes, exactly. Even if it was, God's not going to be like, buy that t-shirt. Right. Or you will not be healed. doesn't work like that. Right. I'm not trying to get off, off to the Bible track, but also I'm pretty sure there's literally a scene in the Bible where Jesus freaks out about people selling stuff in the temple. Kind of the same thing. Don't do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. I, I don't know specifics about that, but I would imagine if he had like showed up, he'd been like, the fuck is this? Right. Exactly. Maybe not in those words, but same energy, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And I, you feel bad for the main character because she truly thinks that she's doing yeah. like Mary's bidding. I actually leaned over to you and was like, you know, what's so weird to me is everyone is professing their loyalty and faith to Mary as a Protestant. That feels so wrong. Ah, that's what you, I, I wasn't yeah. sure because I, I figured I was going to ask you afterwards. That yeah. makes sense. Because once again, I have talked about. In our Stigmata episode, I talked about how there are so many other saints that we almost pray to, which is why it's weird to me that Catholicism considers itself monotheistic when you have so many other quote-unquote deities that you're professing love to. And that's basically exactly what you're saying here. Yeah. And it doesn't feel weird to me because this oh, whole thing was Catholic. Whack. I, I was, you know, because we have the Holy Trinity, which is also why it feels weird. Like the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, because I have seen it argued that Christianity in general is not monotheistic. Mono- really? Yeah, because of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You worship Jesus. You worship God. What is the Holy Spirit? You know what I mean? Like, Yes, I've actually had not arguments, but basically my mother has tried to explain that to me. And she's like, people go to seminary for years to try to really understand that. And you're, it, it's just like impossible for some people's brains to get around. And I'm like, I don't, 
I don't know. Okay, it just seems a little much. Basically, what my mom tried to tell me when I was a kid is that it's all one entity. Yes, exactly. And I'm like, but you don't just worship God. The thing is, you'll say, in Jesus' name, or glory to God. You know what I mean? But, right. like, I get it. I, un- I, c- I can understand it, but it's just really interesting. However, in this case... It feels very because obviously I'm letting and I have let go of religion pretty much. But to even from what I grew up, you know, listening to to hear someone say, yes, I believe in Mary. Yes, I will worship Mary. Yes, I will surrender my soul to Mary. I'm like, oh, you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. You're not you can't do that. That's a false prop. You know what I mean? Right. Like even Mary being a separate entity of God, which I'm assuming it's similar to Jesus where she's not or she is. I don't know. But to me, as a Protestant, as a Methodist, I was like, Mm-mm. you could not convince me to do that. Because I would feel wrong. That would right. be that would feel wrong to me. That is so interesting. That's one yeah. of those like indoctrination things. Like yeah. I grew up with that, so it doesn't feel weird to me. And she is a separate thing yeah. that you talk to. Like I mentioned also in Stigmata about rosary beads. And you can pray on each of these beads and you go down the circle and there's there's Mary right there in her own little pendant. And then there's more beads and you go down to Jesus. So it's like she has her own stuff. No, I could definitely see, you know, like acknowledging her mm-hmm. like as being a holy figure, mm-hmm. but like, and I, I have friends that grew up that I grew up with that were Catholic and I remember going to mass with them and pr- them praying to Mary and I was like, what? Yeah, you know, holy Mary, mother of God, no, pray no. for us sinners now uh-uh, the no. of our death. Yeah, so like no. th- that's, you know, when they tell you to go say, you know, so many our fathers and so many Hail Marys, like that's two separate prayers. Right. Yes. That's. I, I know almost the... want to pull out my rosary beads. <laughs> I, I almost do because even in between all those beads on the chain, there's like bigger beads and there's little beads. And the bigger ones are our fathers and the little ones are Holy Marys. So it's like even throughout all of that, you have to pray different things. And that's why it's so interesting to me. Like, because. <laughs> that's why I, you know, even as a miracle worker and it being like, oh, this is the Virgin Mary performing all these miracles, I'd be like, it is not. Nope. That's a demon. (laughs) You know, immediately I would be like, absolutely not. You are not getting me with this shit. Mm -mm." But as a Catholic, Mm -hmm. I could definitely see that's why people flock to these places and to Virgin Mary statues and for that. And she's performing these miracles, but you wouldn't catch a lot of Southern Baptists and stuff. (laughs) We'd be like, Nope. That's interesting because that's why, you know, that's the typical thing that you hear about, you know, the Virgin Ma- the Virgin, the Virgin Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> the Virgin Mother statues were crying or, you know, bleeding or things like that. Like it, it's all about her. There's no real like statue of Jesus that I've ever heard about crying or anything. We don't really have crucifixes either. So like we do, but they're not like you don't like usually typically at least in my experience, walk into maybe like in the deep south, but yeah. walk into a Protestant church, at least modern, mm-hmm. and there'd be a cruise there will be a cross. Yes. But there won't be a crucifix like front center in the church, you yes, know. Yes, yes. This movie made me feel like I was in fucking mass, literally. Yeah. Because yes, you walk into this little tiny church in Massachusetts and there's the crucifix on the wall. I'm like, yep, that's it. That's you know, it. something else that blew my mind when yeah. I went to a mass? That there were little neely bars that came down from the pews uh-huh. i was like what 
And then they all got down on their knees and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, I had to like get down on my knees and I was like, okay, we're down. Like, yes. we don't do that. You can, you'll stand, but then yeah. you'll sit back down. We will go up and kneel for communion, mm -hmm. but there were like, there was like a bench yes. at the front. And so they were like up and down and kneeling and up. Yeah. And I was like, this is a very interactive experience, yes. you yes. know. That's honestly one of those things where I... I told you guys I've struggled with my religion. That's one of those things that I actually kind of like. Yeah. I like the tradition interaction with Catholic. Like I just said, when he was talking about, you know, Lord, have, he says his prayer and then Lord have mercy. And I was like saying it right back at him. Yeah. That's part of it is he says his prayer and then the whole place says, Lord have mercy. The whole place says Christ have mercy. The, yeah. You know, peace be with you. All of those things, the up and down on the, the riser and the singing and holding hands. I like all of that tradition yeah we had to you know lord be with you mm -hmm. and also with you, also with you. Mm -hmm. lift up your hearts we lift them up to the lord correct yeah we had some of that and then it we had right our and and yes we had that <laughs> yeah and then we had you know because you can see that a lot of this comes from catholicism and a lot of right. that's carried over and of course we had our praises that we would sing that are probably very similar a lot of them, if they, if somebody started it, I could finish it. They're just uh -huh. hard for me to dig back because I try yeah, not no, I to, too. <laughs> you know, and it's a lot of those songs. I agree. Yeah. A lot of them have hallelujah over and over yes, and over and yes, over again. Yes. Yes. Or yeah. singing. Um, I hate that. Um, I fucking hate that. Man. Just say amen at the end. Yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And this was very like, it was just, it, the churches are beautiful. Yes. Mine had red carpet. Oh yeah. The one I grew up in red carpet. Yeah. Is that not like devils? <laughs> no, I think it's, uh, I think it means something. I mean. The blood of Christ. Your person had a red hat on, so. Your person. <laughs> I don't know what he is. Cardinal? Does your that person. mean red? <laughs> the bishop? Right. Yeah, yeah, that guy. The bishop. Yes. Oh, it was also interesting. I was talking to Connor about this. You, because this was done on Good Friday was when we see it, but it's also talking about over the Easter weekend, which is what's going on right now in real life and in the movie. And he was wearing the correct robes. He was wearing the purple for Easter and stuff like that. And that was very exciting for me. I don't know why it was so exciting that it was Catholic, but it was. Which is interesting because most possession movies are Catholic, but they're not Mass. really immersed in. Yeah. Yes. Like they'll go into a church, but it's usually in the middle of the night when no one else is there. You're not in a service. And they'll usually just perform the rites of exorcism. Exactly. Yeah. And well, have the little thingies on. Exactly. Whereas in this, we got to see them, you know, doing the host and giving communion and things like that. And I don't know, it just felt like home. I know <laughs> we're not really kind of diverted from the movie, but it was like literally like they stopped it. Yeah. It is fine. Yeah. The she was kind of lame. She was super lame. And honestly, it was pretty boring. Like, like I was telling you, I was like, I'm trying to give it time to get into the movie but I am feeling a little bored. I'm struggling over here. Yeah, it wasn't like a total waste of time. I definitely didn't feel like, Ugh. but <laughs> yeah. I also wasn't like super enthused. You know, I, yeah. I liked the, I could definitely see, like take away like the demon side of things. But if somebody f said they were performing miracles and weird things started happening, like all of the other things falling into place, which was interesting to me. Yes. It was almost like it could have been a drama if you took away some of the cheesier horror things and just added in maybe a little spooky element. I kind of said, you know, like Emily Rose, but that was actually really scary in my opinion. <laughs> But there was like the courtroom drama that mm -hmm. I just thought was so good. I know you struggled with it a little bit on the boring end of things, <laughs> but I th I felt like it could have been had they kind of figured out the 
the lamer, scarier things a little yes. bit better and really like honed in on those and made them better, it could have been good. Yes. I almost feel like if they could have left the ghosty, possession-y, witchy stuff out of it, it would have been better. And I'm not even saying the story like leave her in as a folktale of this little town and how it happened that would have been great like maybe more of a like you said emily rose i said like midsummer where we're delving more into this little town and how they're dealing with things i think it could have been a lot creepier yeah or even if like she you know if she was being influenced by this demonic figure like how they figured it out but like and and even if she had come out at the end and burned the tree up but if you only saw her in the shadows throughout the whole movie instead of, like, these stupid jump scares, mm -hmm. I feel like that would have been more effective. Yeah, you wasted your creepy person. You, you wasted all of her scenes. And then she lost all power. And she looked kind of dumb. She looked really dumb. Like... <laughs> I had you watch Darkness Falls one time, yeah. and I I know you, eh, it was fine, it was whatever, it was a right. movie, it was fine. But I grew up with Darkness Falls, so she looks, in this movie, in The Unholy, if anybody has seen Darkness Falls, she looks kind of like the Tooth Fairy in that, with her mask and everything. But the Tooth Fairy in Darkness Falls honestly was scarier, <laughs> so. And then when she, like, they kill her, you can take this one, because you compared it to something everybody has fucking seen. It was oh, and when they kill her, what happens is she basically, so you find out that Alice was her, you know, great, 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 great something in her family line. Like she had a son and now genetically Alice is, is Mary's genetic something and she needs to take over her body. And Alice jumps in front of her as she's getting ready to kill our male lead and Mary touches her and just starts to dissolve. And I looked over at Amanda. I'm like, oh, and look at that Voldemort kill right there. Because it's literally like when Quirrell touches Harry and just starts to dissolve. Same thing. She honestly, like you said, kind of looks like Voldemort too. Literally. And it wasn't even just like Sorcerer's Stone too. Yeah. If you go all the way to Deathly Hallows Part 2 and he's just like turning into like particles. That's how she looked. Yes. And she, her face looks like how he looked when he was like that little baby thing in Goblet yes. of Fire. Yes. And also... Deathly Hallows Part 2 and he's that weird little aborted fetus thing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, that's how she looked. No, no fucking lie. Yeah. But I also was going to bring up, there's this part where they have this, they do have a priest for a little while that understood, like, believes what's going on and he's going to fight her and he has matches that represent God's flame and she keeps blowing him out and then she lights a crucifix on fire and then it literally falls on him. And like impales him. Okay, fucking move out of the way. It, yes! He had he had so much time to move. Yes. It was so frustrating. Like, it was funny. I laughed. Yeah. But I don't think they wanted me to. No. <laughs> okay. I was I, I wanted to bring up because going back to our church traditions, I know nobody asked, but <laughs> do you did you have acolytes? What is that? Okay. It sounds really culty. <laughs> okay. All churches are culty. Let's get that out of the way. <laughs> So when you are a little kid, they yeah. give you this fire responsibility. I have two fire points. For kids? Yes. <laughs> You're in charge of the fire. Mm -hmm. Fire! Okay. So. Ow. Oh, That's okay. So you have this long. Y'all can't see what I'm doing. I'm describing it. You have this long gold. It's like brass, you know, stick. And one end of it 
the top curls backwards and it's the little snuffer thing, uh-huh. you know, and then the other end is like a wick that you pull out that goes all the way down and you start at the back of the church, you know, cause there's like uh-huh. an aisle yeah. and there's like two of you or three. Once somebody carries something up to the preacher, I don't know. I don't remember that part. And then two of you, you light your flame. It's like the most anxiety you can have as a kid because you feel like you're the most important bitch in this whole church, right? <laughs> and you then, like following behind the pastor. The pastor the like walks something? in. No, so because that's kind. Of, it sounds kind of like when boys that do you that. when you walk up. Of course, it's boys. In my progressive Protestant I think church now in the we South. Can have girls, <laughs> okay, yeah. It's mostly. I can't remember the fucking term. Maybe it'll come to you. So at the front of the church, we had a bunch of, on either side, we just had a bunch of candles and they were unlit. So these two kids and like, I'm talking like six years old, maybe seven. Oh my God. They're going to burn the place down. And you had to carry this thing and you just stared at that flame. You're like, don't you fucking go out. (laughs) And if it went out, it was humiliating. (laughs) Like, because then you had to look at the other acolyte and you were like, had to walk over there and get some of their flame. And then you just lit all the candles and you slid the wick down to let it go off. And then you got to sit in the big chairs on either side the whole time. And you got to wear these robes. It was like the most important job ever. But man, the whole time you're walking down there, you're just like cross-eyed staring at those fucking flames. And then another thing I asked you was if you had candlelight christmas eve services yes you were asking about that this is a great way to let a church go up in flames let me tell you (laughs) everybody kids included walks in gets a little white candle it's probably about six inches tall maybe like seven yeah the ones you get from celebrations right (laughs) (laughs) yeah and they give you just this little paper guard on top of it and you hold it and the deacon different thing in product you don't have to go through classes to be a de- well you do but very informal very informal and like the church teaches them and that somebody or like an usher or deacon will come around and light the end of the pew and then everyone else just lights everyone else's candle so every single person in the church in the pews has a fucking lit candle <laughs> how many churches have gone up from that that'd be great i haven't heard of that'd one but i just cannot imagine that yeah. no kids just gone yeah exactly <laughs> you know? no fire literally it's funny because it makes me think of big bang theory every time i talk about this but in big bang theory raj is from india and he makes a joke about how there's like a mongoose that tells you to not play with snakes and he like one of the guys jokes and you need a mascot to tell you not to play with snakes and he goes you need a mascot to tell you not to light forest fires i'm like holy (laughs) fucking shit you're goddamn right because america is full of goddamn pyros (laughs) (laughs) dude yeah and like you're telling me like and these have been a thing for a long time in the 80s somebody's hair didn't go up in flames yes come on yeah so if anybody ever tells you do you want to go to a candlelight christmas eve service say absolutely not (laughs) I would like to live. Thank you. Very yeah, much. they turn off all the lights. So there's all these candles. Oh, I bet it looks cool though. I mean, yeah, but now you could just literally take one of these cell phones, turn on the flashlight, oh, and true. you'd get the same fucking effect <laughs> without the flame. That's true, but it's less like powerful. Like when people go to concerts now, instead of the lighters, when they turn on their phones, I'm like, eh, it's kind of lame. Yeah, the concerts I would probably trust more than a bunch of kids having a candle. It definitely, no, most definitely. That being said, there's a bunch of drunk ass people though. Also that, <laughs> so. but you know, most of them smoke. They're used to fire. That's true. That's true. 
yeah no i was telling you in the movie as well because you know (laughs) you seem to have much more like group activities catholicism is less about the group and more about sit down and shut the fuck up and let the priest do his thing and let's leave early after communion that's basically catholicism in a nutshell (laughs) yeah no i mean we had lots of things you know (laughs) tried to include lots of group activities yeah lots of kid things gave him fire (laughs) really kept him involved grape juice you know (laughs) was the communion liquid of choice (laughs) the blood of christ was grape juice (laughs) yeah so i mean i know that doesn't really have much to do with the movie but like two and a half oh yeah yeah i don't know i was gonna give it a three but I don't even think it's a passable movie. It was pretty boring. Like I said, I don't feel like I wasted my time. And I, it was like a... It was fun to go to the movies. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm not upset about it. But like, you could definitely... Like, I would not pay $20 for this on demand. No, no, no. Since that's like the, the world we're living in right now. Right. Skip it. If you yeah. can find it for like three bucks and you want to just watch a religious, you know, kind of demon movie. The acting was not bad at all. Yeah. And the concept was interesting. I liked the story enough. But, like, as far as the scares go and the horror aspect, it just wasn't strong enough, in my opinion, if that's what you're looking for. So, like, a two and a half. But, like, I'm not upset about it two and a half. Like, I'm not furious. Yeah. So, like, you know. popcorn and to go to a movie out of it. It was decent. We snuck in Taco Bell. (laughs) We did. That got Kristen's order wrong, so she didn't get to eat it. It was so bad. You know. We had to drive to the wrong Taco Bell. It was just terrible. It was just terrible. Yeah. It was weird. So, (laughs) you know. I know it was kind of a shorter one, but this is our first time recording together. And hopefully we have, you know, more experiences like this, you know, shortly after this. definitely. So, y'all stay safe. Get vaccinated. Yay. I don't fucking want to hear it. Get (laughs) vaccinated. And if you want to fight me about it, just fuck it. It's a Google. It's a Google away. It's a Google away. You, You know, I mean, I'll tell you, but like, just fucking Google it. This isn't new technology. And no, it didn't come out too quickly. Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up and get vaccinated so we can get back to normal. Exactly. So we can constantly record together again. It'd be great. And wear your mask. And join our Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash the Extra Sisters podcast. Until next time, stay creepy. <laughs> <laughs>